This call may be recorded or transcribed.
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. If anyone joined the call, would like to say good morning. Good morning, Sister Lisa, Stephanie. Happy uh, Thursday. Hey, happy, hey. God happy, bless you. Have a great day. Happy Thursday. You as well. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Susie. Is anyone joining the call? Would like to say good morning. Good morning. Cynthia, happy Thursday. Oh, happy Thursday to you too, Cynthia. Have a great Thank day. You. you have a great day too. Thank you. You're welcome. Does anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else joining the call? Is anyone else joining the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else joining the call? Is 
anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie, Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Have a wonderful day. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. I think we all trying to slide up this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree. (laughs) You sound great. I hope you're feeling better. Oh, I feel a lot better. Thank you so much. (laughs) To God be the glory. Have a good day. You too. God bless you. God bless you as well. Has anyone else joined the call would like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Dee Dee. I I feel like Rochelle. You sound great, and it's a good day to have a great day because we woke up. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Have a wonderful day. You too, sweetie. Thank you. Anyone else join the call who would like to say good morning? Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Christina. Anyone else like to say good morning? Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. It's glorious, Gloria. Oh, good Good morning, morning, Gloria. Good morning to to you, too. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Good to hear yours, too. Yes. Good morning, DV family. Is anyone else joining the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. This is Rita. Good morning, Rita. Good morning, Mrs. Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. Same to you. Thank you. I'm going to mute. Okay. Anyone else joining the call that would like to say good morning? Hi, good morning. Hi. And who is that? My name is Seven. I was wondering if I can make a prayer request. What is your name again? Seven. Spell that for me. Oh, Seven. Yes, ma'am. What is your prayer request? It's for the Bishop family. Um, Mr. Bishop has been admitted into the hospital. He has... um, problems with his kidneys and his gallbladder, and um, we're just asking that he um, recovers. Recovers. Okay, got it. Got it. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Is anyone else joining the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anyone else joining the call? Good morning, it's Persistent Priscilla. Good morning, Persistent Priscilla. Okay, well, it is time to get ready uh, for the call here. Um, We do have, uh, like, Seven was just gave us a prayer request for the Bishop family, that Mr. Bishop is in the hospital, and we hope that he recovers, and we pray that he recovers. The order of the call today is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Dion. 
The declaration will be brought by Barbara. Then we'll go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare, and I will repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Dion. The declaration will be brought by Barbara. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declare. The scripture for today is Second John 1 and 9. Anyone who wanders away from this teaching has no relationship with God. But anyone who remains in the teaching of Christ has a relationship with both the Father and the Son. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you put your phones on mute and tell instructed to come off mute. Everyone have a wonderful and God and blessed day. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Dion. God bless you all. Dion, if you're there, we cannot hear you. Susie, if I can ask one of the ambassadors to pray, um, Dion may not be available to pray this morning. Okay, if you would like to do that, that would be fine. I can do that. Um, Great. I'm not in a position to pray right this second. Can I ask either Miss Diane or Didi if one of you or Christina is available? I got it, sis. This is Didi. Thank you, Didi. Amen. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm on my earpods. I just want to make I sure. I can hear. I can hear you. Great. Thank you so much, Katie, for sending me. You're in. welcome. Hallelujah. So let's prepare our hearts for this boot just to go to God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for yet another morning to just give you thanks and praise. We thank you for the air that we breathe. We thank you that you woke us up this morning. It's your it's your breath that woke us up, God. Not the alarm clock. Not our children, not our dogs, not our husbands or wives, but it was you with your touch. So, Father, I thank you for that. For each and every prayer while you're on the call this morning, I just say thank you, Father, for yet another chance to get this thing called life right. Father, you heard the prayer request of seven, praying for Mr. Bishop, Father God. We know you to be Jehovah Rapha. So, God, we just ask that you touch his body and that you do what only you can. Give the family your peace, God. Give them the peace that surpasses all understanding so that they will not wait and worry, but they will just wait and worship and know that you are God and you are God alone. Father, I thank you just again for another chance at life, God. You woke us up this morning. We can hear. We can see. We can walk. We can talk. Some of us may have woken up with pains in our body, but like my sister Sabrina said yesterday, be grateful that you can feel even that. Thank you, God. We thank you for everything. Just have an attitude of gratitude this morning just for life. We just can't take one second of life for granted, God. We can't take one second that we're in our right minds for granted, God. That are fighting with any kind of disease that Jesus born across from Alzheimer's, dementia, lupus, diabetes, that hateful cancer. God, just for those that are having infertility issues, God. Those that are having mental issues, God. Those that just don't just don't know which way to go. Some people just woke up weary this morning. Father, touch those people. And Father, for that 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 young man, I don't I say young man because I couldn't see him, but he was laying on the ramp of the freeway this morning, God, in a box. 
God, touch and bless him this morning. 5.45 in the morning, it's cold. There's so many people that are unhoused. Touch them, God. We have to be grateful for what we do have, even if it seems like we are losing things. We've got to be grateful what we have. We have to be Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider, so we just have to be grateful and be mindful of what we say. Father, there's just so much to thank you for. In spite of what we are facing, in spite of waiting on a diagnosis from the doctor, in spite of getting bad reports from the doctor, even those that are grieving, Father God, I'm still lifting up my Prim family in Arkansas as we laid my cousin DJ to rest on Sunday at 20 years old. His life was taken at a gas station. Just for all those that are facing illnesses, those that are just facing whatever it is, we only you know, God. So this morning, I just really want to say thank you. I just want to thank you and be mindful that you are God and you are God alone. You are our defender. You go before in everything that we say. You've already gone before we even know that we're in war. God, you give us victory. That's why we can declare victory over whatever it is. The enemy is defeated, but we have to know that. We have to believe we receive when we pray. And we have to trust you, God. We have to trust what the word says. But we have to know what the word says in order to say your word and repeat the word back, give you back your word, because it will not return back to us void. Oh, Father, I thank you this morning. God, I thank you. I'm praying for Dion and Sabrina and Tanya and all those that are away. God, I'm praying for my sister Gloria, who's been fighting illnesses in her body as well, and for Mother Leomia. God, I thank you for continuing to keep her and bless her and heal her. God, I thank you for my niece Shay that that, that report wasn't as bad as it could have been. And for Susie, who's healing in her back. And God, I'm, I'm praying for just so many people this morning, all our pastors. All our pastors need to be lifted up because they have so much going on. For Pastor Lavelle, our own brother, lift him up today. And Minister Philip Watson, thank you for Apostle Pierre. I thank you for Pastor Winter. I thank you for just all the, the brothers. Let's just really this morning when we pray, let's lift up our brothers. Let's lift up the men of God. Let's lift up the sons and the nephews, God. Just the males, they're on my heart this morning. I put my own sons in there. Armani and Aaron and Alex and Larry and David, Noah, God, Josiah, Demarie, Deontay, just all of our sons, God. I call out Valacita's son to you, God. I call out all of the sons. There's so many sons on the line and for Diane's son and for Moses, our own Moses, God, for Brother Eric, E.K., God, all the brothers on the call, Brother Jeff, Brother Andrew. Oh, God, Brother Michael, this morning, I don't want to leave anyone out. So all the brothers on the call, Brother Al, Brother Cedric, there's so many. But, God, you know exactly what they're in need of. Let our men feel like men. Let them know that it's okay to have emotions, but they need to put their trust in you for everything because it's hard. We got to remember that they deal with stuff, too. And when we feel like they should be strong, let them remind them that, that God is their strength no matter what they're facing in the world, because it could be cold. So I just pray for the brothers on the call this morning to really go in and, um, and Sister Barbara is going to lead us in declaration this morning, cover her as well, all the way in Texas and her daughter for her healing. It's just so much this morning, but God, I just want to thank you and praise you. Moni's on my heart this morning. Some people who we haven't heard from for a while, Miss D, God, I lift up Sister Julia to you, whatever she's going through. 
Oh, God, it's just so many. But God, I thank you this morning. And as we begin to just take our phones off mute, heart, to really thank God for the things that he's doing and for the things he's not doing. Just know that he can do it because he's got all of himself. Thank you. Take your phone off mute. Praise him. Praise him this morning. Father, we thank you this morning, oh God. Thank you. Give him an attitude of gratitude. Thank you for being a part of God. I love you. 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 I
And then we go to Ephesians 5, um, 32, and that refers to Christ and the church, that relationship. And then I have Revelations 19, um, gives you more details about Christ and the wedding. And then I ran across Matthew 19, 12, which talks about eunuchs. And I was like, you know, I just thought a eunuch was somebody that, you know, was celibate and didn't, uh, you know, didn't have sex and, you know, really dedicated themselves to God. But as I actually looked the word up, a eunuch is a castrated man. And he's put in charge of a harem of women back in the day. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know it was that serious. So even I learned something today. But what I really want to share with you this morning is we are betrothed to Christ. And this is an interview that I'm going to read you about us being betrothed to Christ. This lady, Jeanette, is writing a book about this, trying to let us know as Christians how we are betrothed to Christ. Jeanette, first the uh, interviewer says, Jeanette, I understand you're writing a new book about the concept of how Christians are betrothed to Jesus. Please, could you explain a bit about what led you to write this? Jeanette, about two years ago, I was preparing some teaching for a church in Leicester on singleness. And I thought, oh, yes, I'll bring in that sense of feeling wedded to Jesus, which happened back at my baptism by immersing some 35 years earlier. In those days, you wore long white gowns. So it really gave that impression, for me anyway, of being married. As I was preparing it, I just sensed the Lord saying, betrothed, not married, betrothed. I thought, how odd after 35 years, all of a sudden, my thinking was now being challenged. The only thing I knew about betrothal was the Joseph and Mary story. How Mary was pregnant and how Joseph was betrothed to her and thought about divorcing her quietly. I started looking into what betrothal actually meant. Was it only like the engagement that we have today, or was it something significantly more? I started looking into the ancient Jewish marriage ceremony and the different stages that used to happen. These days, it's all about one service, but it was quite a drawn-out period in biblical times. I started looking, and what was so incredible was that this had so many parallels with the Bible's salvation story. The father and his son chose the bride, or the father determined whom he deemed to be suitable for his son. It's even down to the specific word that was used, the kataba, which is the contract, and the mikvah, which is the bath used for immersing and achieve ritual purity and all of that. I was wondering, what was the relevance of all this for me? Of course, knowing that I am not married, but am betrothed to Jesus means the first formal part was happened, has happened. Next in the ancient Jewish ceremony, the son goes back to his father's house to prepare what is known as a huppah, 
this is like an extra room, a love nest for him and his bride. Meanwhile, the betrothal stays with her her parents, although now she identifies with her husband-to-be. It appears like nothing's happened, but when she leaves the house, she veils her face so that everyone sees she is set apart and unavailable. As I thought about all the symbolism of betrothal, the whole thing really excited me. I thought, I have received gifts to prepare myself for the great banquet, the time of seeing Jesus face to face, the wedding feast, or everlasting life with the Father and the Son. The interview after. Her change in status was at the time of the betrothal rather than on the wedding day. Jeanette says, yes. That shift in her belonging was already ha- has already happened, the signing of the betrothal. The son would come to the proposed bride and her family with a formal document, the ketubah. These were his promises to her. This is what I offer as your groom. These are my promises. This is my com- covenant. If they were acceptable to her, she would then sign the ketubah. She had the choice. It was not an arranged marriage where the bride had no choice. This was not a forced marriage. She could say no, and then the bride price was paid. It was money and or property given to the father of the bride to make up for his loss as the daughter was going to live elsewhere. He was losing her service. So the bride's price depended on how much the groom held this woman in value. When you think of the price that Christ paid his own blood as he laid down his life, that's the value he places on us as his chosen one. It is not about how valuable I think I am. It is what value he has put on me. This is what he is willing to pay in order to make me his bride the interviewer, and he paid that price when they signed the cubas. Is that right? Yes. It was paid for at the start of the betrothal. The couple would then drink a cup of wine to seal the arrangement, which is the equal to the I do. And the betrothal period was about a year to 18 months. It was up to the father to determine when the room was ready. And then he would send his son to collect his bride. What blows my mind is this. Often the groom would come with his friends at night, would knock on the door and collect the bride. At that stage, the bride could then determine, no, she has had a year and 18 months. Who might have turned her eyes in that time? Has he remained faithful? Has she remained faithful? Has she focused on what is coming rather than what is now? Is she still set apart in her heart, her mind, or her strength? Is she driven by what? Is she driven by what is coming rather than what she sees around her now? Again, she had the opportunity to turn him down at that point. 
I think of the parable of the wise and the foolish virgin. The wise are the ones who had continually prepared for the groom's coming, and therefore their oil was in the lamp. In contrast, the foolish ones hadn't actually kept their lamps full of oil. The lamps were empty. They have not gone on preparing themselves for what is coming. I think it's quite a sovereign thought. The interviewer, it ties in with our walk of salvation. It's that kind of active waiting that you talk about with the bride. If she just lets her affections wander, then maybe she won't want this bridegroom at the end because she allows herself to be distracted and the troubles and cares of this world have taken her over. Jeanette, yes. It's a big deal to give up all that you have known for a person whom you don't really know. He has chosen us, but what do we know about him? So that time of betrothal is a time of getting to know him through the gifts that he sends, through our own preparations and what we hear and learn about him. And the strengthening us and reminds us that this world is not everything the interviewer. I wonder if some people might say, Jeanette, that's all nice thinking ahead of the life to come, but I need a real flesh and blood person in this life I keep me, to keep me company and to listen to my woes at the end of a hard day. What would you say to someone like that, Jeanette? I totally get it. I wouldn't minimize that for a second. We have all just been through a year, 2020 to 2021, a very limited touch. Single people like me live alone and work alone. So how do we then answer these needs as best we can? I think there will always be a sense of loss of intimacy. In marriage, the two become one in every sense of the word. We do not have that as single people. Therefore, how in the godly way do I meet as much of that as I can, knowing there is always, there will always be a hole? C.S. Lewis wrote, creatures are not born with desires unless satisfaction for those desires exists. If I find in myself a desire which no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. So even in the best of marriages, I am sure there is that sense of there should be more than this. I come home sometimes and think, I really need to talk it out. I have no one to talk to with immediately, but I have a small group of people whom I can confide in. It may not be there and then, it may have to be a day later or whatever. Likewise, if I want to celebrate something fab, there's not an awful lot of fun blowing a party blower on your own. I've always found pets helpful. Dogs just think you're awesome. So I've always found them good. It is a matter of knowing that I'm going to have a nucleus of without in my life and then finding ways of connecting with others in this life while holding on to our great hope for the life to come. 
this has really been a touching story for me because the relationship I'm talking about is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Can you imagine being betrothed to Jesus Christ, the price that he paid for us? I want to hear some feedback from you, how you feel about being betrothed to Jesus Christ. Right now, we're going to open up the floor so that people that didn't say good morning can say good morning, and then after that, we'll do Love, Life, and Victory, at least for a half hour. How's that? Anyone there that want to say good morning? Good morning, Mrs. Mitchell. Good morning. Good morning, it's Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday. Excellent declaration. Good morning, Sister Tracy. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? You know, I'm doing well. God is good. That's all I can say is God is good. All the time. Yes, he is. All and, the and time. And God tell us all the time. God is good all the time, and he got our back. That is so true. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning, Miss B. This is Patsy. Great decoration. Good morning, Patsy. Good morning, beautiful. This is Monica. Have a blessed day. Great decoration. Good morning, Monica. How are you this morning? I'm doing well, thank you. Okay. Good, good. Good morning, Barbara. This is Dee Dee. I'm outside wiping the windows down with the food. Thank you for that awesome declaration. I love you. Good morning, Miss Dee Dee. Anyone good morning, else want to say? Hi, Rochelle. Hello. Grace here. Grace here. I, I felt like it was a little food for thought for the end of the month. Oh, yeah, we can always use that. That's nourishment, Grace here. Because yeah, I, I, I hadn't thought about being betrothed to Christ. That just had never crossed my mind. I'm just being honest. And it made me do a little searching. So I was hoping that it would help someone else to think about being betrothed to Jesus. Good morning, Ms. Barb. It's Gloria. Gloria Good morning, Gloria. Gloria. How you hey, doing, wonderful. I'm good. Wonderful Thursday. Thank you for reminding me that I am bes- the throat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels good. I know that's right. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate you. I love you. Love you, too. Good morning. This is Leomia. Great decoration. Good morning, Mother. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. So good to hear your voice every morning. Good hearing you. so so. You have a great one. You too, sweetheart. Thank you. Anyone else want to say good morning, or do you have a, a aha moment, or did anything I say catch your attention? Ms. Barbara, I'll um, comment real quick, because um, when you talked about for one, I'm glad I'm married to Christ because um, I could I could wear my a badge of honor. That's what makes us um, 
be in a marriage with um with Jesus and have honor because of what we're representing. Um in in my example, um no, no probably wouldn't it. That's for the younger kids. So I was gonna talk about a celebrity that, you know, uh, his wife hold hold held him in good stature while he was away and built for him and the honor that she brought him that he was able to come back from. But it's it's, it's, that was just me. I'm sorry about that. But um, just to think about being betrothed to Jesus, it's, um, it's an honor. It really is. And I wouldn't, if if that, if I could take Jesus from then and make him into uh, my husband, he's a man of, he's a man of honor. He's a man of God, but just to have everything just set in place where, you know, it wouldn't have to be this and wouldn't have to be that, that he is, the um you know the husband man so it, visually seeing with all you said you know jesus is the one i know that's right thank you for sharing anyone else said it was good i'm kind of like rochelle in that aspect of <laughs> oh sometimes i know i'm glad i'm just choked to God, to Jesus as well, because to me, this is just, it helps me now that I understand um, how to tie that into everything else and every other relationship that I'm in, especially as I'm growing or maturing in the things of God, it's helping me in my marriage to the, to the, to the man that I married, and, you know, but my covenant was to God, but I'm understanding now, you know, before I didn't, I didn't, I'm being honest, I didn't, but when you really get an understanding, some of the relationships that that we're we're in, um, for me, instead of disposing of them or throwing them away, uh, you gotta kind of stay and stand. If that makes sense, I'll get a better understanding. And then you said something about the castration part. I never I never knew that either. That kind of blew me away because I'm thinking that's kind of cold to castrate somebody and then put them in a place where the whole bunch of went. That that's deep. It was deep. When I read it, it was deep. Wow. Jesus. But I just thank you. I always love when you share because I too love um, reading articles and then studying them. And it it just gives us some life application. So I love you, sis. And just continue to be who you are. Thank you, Dee. Okay, you guys know I, I don't mind giving you back time. Good morning, it's Brother E. Good morning, Brother E. How you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Uh, uh, great declaration. Uh, one thing, one of the reasons why um, a king, or, or uh, and usually it was kings that had harem, one of the reasons why men were castrated in, in, uh, was a precaution. Um, usually when a man is castrated, it, it, uh, it takes away his sexual, uh, drive. Okay. So therefore the king, king doesn't have to worry about, you know, uh, the men that he appoints over his harem to, you know, be, be laying with the women. Uh, also that's another precaution too, because back in the day, um, if you wanted to, one of the power plays, if you wanted to take over the kingdom, or to show your dominance was to sleep 
with the leader or the king's uh, concubines or, or his harems, which is what um, David's son did. If, if you remember the story when, when uh, David's son Absalom was trying to take over the kingdom. Uh, another reason for the castration is to make the man docile and submissive to the mm. king. So that's one of the reasons why the men were castrated. <clears throat> um, when you were talking about and, and um, the the Jewish uh, reason for marriage, uh, it just brought to mind to me John 14. You know, in my house, there are many mansions. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were not so, I would tell you, I go to prepare a place for you. Yes. And when yes. it is finished, I will come back and receive it to myself, they where I may be. So this whole thing about the Jewish marriage and the and the and the son going to the father and building this place, we realize that when Jesus was answering the disciples when he told them in John fourteen, I gotta go away. And they were like, mm-hmm. Well, where where will you go? He's like, I'm just going to prepare a place and it's just like that husband saying to the bride. Uh, or his uh, fiance, I, you know, I got, I got to go to do this. And so it's, it's, a, it's a lovely thing of marriage uh, language too. Uh, also, the, the thing about betrothal, uh, it's like marriage, but the only reason why it isn't called a marriage because it isn't consummated yet. So when the groom comes back for the bride in biblical times, uh, they didn't have a, a ceremony where all the witnesses were. What he what he did was he would take them back to their place, and they would consummate the marriage. And mm-hmm. then all the guests would wait at 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 the entrance of the, you know, the place where they were going to have the wedding feast. And so that's where you have the story about the bride. I mean, the, the virgins with the um, with the lamps, because mm-hmm. all if you had a rich man. He would pay for virgins to to light the way when when the bridegroom was coming with his bride, all the guests would hear the announcement the bridegroom was coming, and then the virgins would light the way into the wedding feast and the wedding feast was where they actually celebrated everybody would celebrate the wedding between the bride and the bridegroom and and they would celebrate for seven days. So this where you have the story of Jesus' first miracle, uh, 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 the turning of the water of wine in Cana, is because in those seven days, a lot of eating, a lot of drinking. And so it's mm-hmm. just a wonderful, and, 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 and um, in biblical times, it wasn't just like the family and friends, the whole community, the whole town would come and, and um, celebrate the wedding. So it was a great way for the community to bond. I just think about that, the community of believers, you know what I'm saying? It's not just believers here in the United States, but when Christ comes back for his church or his bride without spot or wrinkle, the whole community of believers will come together and they will celebrate the wedding and the wedding feast. So wonderful uh, declaration, wonderful language about our ultimate relationship with our bridegroom, which is Jesus Christ. Thank you, Brother E. That was icing on the cake. Anyone else? 
Okay, Robin, this is Christina. I just wanted to thank you um, for the declaration. And, yeah, I, it was a great perspective because I I think I've known God through Jesus specifically as, like, my Savior, my Redeemer, my Advocate, my Mediator. But I always looked at the church as a whole being the bride. But to make it personal on an individual level um, makes it definitely more intimate as you get to know him deeper. So it's part of the radical relationship. So I just want to thank you for that that perspective and that article. Okay. Yeah, that that's what I think impressed me is that I'm like you. I hadn't really thought about it. Me, I've thought about the whole church. But as we are learning to make things more personable, because our relationship with Christ is personal. And um, that betrothal just was awesome. I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Miss Christina. Yeah, you're welcome. And, if, and for me, being a sing- single, I, I could relate to their story about, you know, wanting to talk to someone, but you can talk to Jesus, you know? So that's awesome. So. Thank you, hon. Anyone else have something to say? Come on, y'all. You're quiet this morning. Well, just know that I love you. And I lift everyone up under the sound of my voice, Father, asking you to touch them today and allow them to have a wonderful, wonderful day. We thank you, we praise you, and we love you. Everybody have an awesome day in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, you too. God bless everybody. God love bless you all. Everybody. Yeah, we're right back. Day of the month. Bless. Goodbye. I'm not